Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I got what I was doing. We're going, right? Yeah, we're going. Beautiful. Okay, no time to fiddle around here. Um, this is, we are rushing. We are a seat of our pants. I just got back from a, I was the first time I've been in a mall in a while, <laughs> but a psychotic time um, at the Johnny Cash Pennies in Salem, New Hampshire, Alice. A big, big new one in that big new mall. They're Unfor- still building new JCPenney's? Yeah, yeah. They don't have. Unfortunately, they didn't have. They don't have the jackets I was looking for, so I'm screwed there. And then I went to Macy's, which is absolutely just useless. Macy's just sucks and has for at least a decade, maybe 15 years now. They've just sucked. I mean, for guys, it's like I'm. I, I have no pro. God bless everybody from every culture and everybody into every style, but it, the the men's styles in Macy's trended sharply hip hop in the last 15 years. It's just true. I think everybody's style has trended hip hop. I mean, like all the cool styles have trended. But where's they have no fat clothes at Macy's? Are you kidding me? No, I think that's the stupid. Peabody one might have a big and tall. Yeah, section. but that's that one. Somebody does. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I got to go at some point get another get another jacket of just uh, you know something festive, Alice. Because I'm going to Connecticut, as you know. I do. Um, a couple of things going on. Alice is about to embark on her last night. As a St. Pauli girl, I know, that's why we're in a rush. I have to go to my last yep. ever St. Pauli girl shift. Um, Substack tell, forthcoming. Substack forthcoming. Tell everybody what happened. What's going on with you? Why is your, this your last day as a St. Pauli girl? Well, the St. Pauli girl gig, and I know we talked about this on the show, they have decided that they want to have vaccines for COVID required as a condition of employment, including like people who work back at the house in the kitchen just, you know, making nachos or whatever, uh, all have to be fully vaccinated for COVID, which is crazy, right? Sure. We're not working in a nursing home, but, like, whatever. Um, And, you know, I am, as you know, vaccinated for COVID, but I have several friends there who are not, including one who had COVID, like, two weeks ago. Right. So, it blows me away. It's like, why are we doing this now? Why are they doing this now? uh, They cited the Delta variant as a concern. 
<laughs> this is, yeah, this week. And you have to be vaccinated by December 15th or you're fired. Or you can get um, a, an exemption, in which case they'll put you on unpaid leave. So what's, what the difference is between those things, right. getting the exemption and being on unpaid leave and just being fired, like, I'm not totally sure what the technical difference is, but it just... Being on unpaid leave when you work back of the house in a restaurant sounds to me a lot like being fired. Does it not? Of course, of course. And this is this is a really dumb thing to do. Many, most people in Massachusetts have been vaccinated. It's got a high vaccination rate. There are people who are going to get COVID because everybody's indoors now and it's cold season. We do this. We should know this and get used to this as part of yeah, life. There's going to be a bunch of COVID cases. Exactly. And but but everybody is vaccinated. Most people are vaccinated. If you are not, then c'est la vie. You know that was it. <laughs> If you're not vaccinated and you can't be vaccinated, then you roll the dice. It's up to you, mm-hmm. or stay indoors, or do something else. But but at this late date to be effing around like this is just dumb. It's just it's dumb nuts. and. It's really people like Charlie Baker who should be telling people not to do this. You should be saying the governor of Massachusetts not running for re-election should actually say he should take a leadership role and say, thank you, medical people. It's been really great seeing you, but go back and leave me alone now. Go back. Yeah, we're good now. We've done all the stuff that we had to do. The vaccine's available to everybody. And, you know, that's that's it. Right. Like. Right. Take the medical people, say, you guys have to go back and get away from the blinding spotlight. Take mm-hmm. the pain in the ass, um, um, what's that, sign language jerk in the, who stands next to you and has been for the last two years. I think that's here to stay. Send them away. No, I hate those people. <laughs> I hate them. Um, and by the way, it's totally, you never see Republicans have them. Like, there's never one near DeSantis. No, so like, <laughs> well, because he hates uh, deaf people. Um, so, so, so this is this is over, and it's unfortunate. Really, you know, I talked to Todd Feinberg about this today, and he said, "Well, there must be under a lot of pressure from the state and health services, et cetera. And who knows? But I, I mean, don't think they are. But, but, but I mean, this is what's happening. You know, I, I, well, I'm not exactly. Um, um, uh, Rosa Parks, uh, Alice, but my little corner of the little COVID battle with the little softball team thing, mm-hmm. eventually, even though uh, there is absolutely no relationship between me and the other coaches that is anything but negative, really, to be <laughs> honest, um, it, that's over because I said, no, that's it. And Sally stopped wearing her oh, mask. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's what you have to do. You have and to so, just say no to right, these people because their demands just get increasingly right. insane. And like any abusive relationship, the more you acquiesce to the crazy demands, the more they just ask for more. Right. It's not going to stop because, well, no, I mean, I mean like, is... what's next? You want my kids' vaccine cards too? What about my dog license to make sure my dog is vaccinated for rabies before I right. come and into work? Right, and this is the, the Am I allowed that to has go to into happen. Work? And really, it has to... They have to then see the people leaving, like you're leaving today, and then mm-hmm. go to whoever's pressuring them and say, leave me the F alone. You don't understand well, right. the squeeze I'm under here. Right. So, and I'm not, let me be clear. I'm not like quitting in protest. I told them, like, if you want to put me on the schedule, put me on the schedule. But I said, like, look, I'm fully vaccinated. And the people on this show know this. And I know you guys are annoyed with me for being fully vaccinated and liking the vaccine. But I like the vaccine. I'm pro-vaccine. I got vaccinated as soon as I could. My second shot was, like, in mid-April. I've, like, I'm all for it, right? But 
I don't agree with firing people two weeks before Christmas because they don't want to get a shot. I think that's crazy. And I don't agree with the idea that in order to stretch pizza dough for you or do your dishes that I you need to see my COVID vaccine card. Like, I think that's crazy. So I went into work yesterday. They had, like, sent out this new policy to everybody. I ignored it. So I went into work today and my, like, direct boss, who I know, like, didn't make this policy, right. calls me over and is like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, yeah. And he's like, so did you see the new COVID vaccination policy that came out? And I said, yeah, I saw it. But I stopped because I'm not doing any of the work for anybody here. I'm not going to volunteer. Like, I just, if they want something from me, they can ask me for it. You know, like, I'm not one of these people. There were a bunch (laughs) of people that the second this policy was posted, replied to, replied all to the policy with a picture of their vaccine card for everybody. Like, that's not where I am. You know, like if you, if you need me to give you my medical information, you can, you can do the work of having to ask me. Right. So, you know, uh, he called me over and he's like, so did you see the vaccination policy? And I said, yeah. And he said, so then there was like an awkward long silence and then he was like, so do you have like a vaccine card that uh, we can copy to put on file or, and I just said, no, I don't think I'm going to be giving that to you. And I said, I've been vaccinated for months and months. How Were you nervous Um, saying this? Yes. But I mean, like, but I think it's true. I was like, I've been vaccinated for months and months, but I just don't agree with this and I'm not going to give you the vaccine card. And then I added on, I said, you know. I know this isn't coming from you, but I'm going to be honest. I think it's like pretty crappy to fire people right before Christmas because they don't want to get a shot. And I'm not going to be a part of it. Mm. I'm not going partic- to participate in it. It is a bit of a screw up by them. Ooh, come on, guys. And, and not only that, these are people that they hired like two months ago when they were in a crunch and needed people. So they're not even going to qualify for unemployment. They haven't worked there long enough. Merry Christmas. Ouch. <laughs> so it sucks to be you, I guess, right? Like, that sucks. Including the person who had COVID and is no risk to anybody. It's crazy. I mean, like, if these are people that need this job. I'm doing it on weekends to, like, get out of the house and maybe get some extra money. But, like, these are people that are living on this money, right? Like, that sucks. That's you know, this really, wouldn't, this really wouldn't have crappy. happened if the guidance was didn't come out of Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. And Rochelle Walensky. Well, right. And so my friend who is going to be fired over this, uh, she said, like, when they sat her down and had this conversation, they said that, you know, well, like, this is probably going to be, like, required of us soon anyway. Which you know is what Biden wanted with his stupid illegal mandate that's getting thrown out of court, is he wants the businesses to just do it anyway, even though he can't enforce it because it's illegal. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, like, all the people will be vaccinated and he can declare victory, right? But... Like, it's going to be thrown out. It's not going to be a rule. Nobody is going to require the restaurant to vaccinate all their work. Like, half the restaurants around, like, don't even, like, check immigration status. I mean, like, and all of a sudden you're, like, you're, like, going to go all hardo on the vaccine cards? Like, it's nuts. (laughs) Like, wait, 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 man, before you start doing those dishes, we need to see your papers. Like, calm down. Like, really? I'm just scrubbing pizza pans. Like, (laughs) what do you need from me? I'm not, like, working with the elderly here. Come on. It's nuts. It's crazy. And so I said, you know, no. And so then they looked at the schedule and they were like, okay, so uh, you're off next week anyway. So before the 15th, I guess that makes tomorrow your last shift. So today is my last shift there. 
No more uh, five beers in each hand. Uh, later hosen style Bavarian. No, I, I got time to hang up my later bosom dress, way low cut, blonde locks, flying around the bar as a as a as a um, petite and, and cute barmaid. Alice, my goodness, I loved yeah. it. The whole thing worked for me. I tell you, this is those days are over now. Now, um, now you're a suit somewhere else, full time. I know, but it is. It's really scummy, and I like. It's funny because I like thought about it. I was like, maybe I should like go to a paper with this. Like somebody at a local paper would like that story oh, to write it's about. It's perfect Christmas copy. But at the same time, people around here would probably be like, "Yeah, good, fire them." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so a lot I'm of people like, would be. <laughs> so I don't need to fuel the psychos. Like, yeah, if we live well, somewhere we're else, in, we're be... in, uh, in this particular county. Excuse us, a little red parts of it anyway. Parts, yeah, but I don't. Not the town that this restaurant's in. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's Cambridge of the North Shore. We'll say right. So yeah, I mean, it's a sucky situation. I enjoyed working there, and the. My direct boss was like, look, like, if you need a good reference, I'll give you a good reference. Like, anytime you change your mind and you want to hand in your job, vaccine if status. You, if like, you try to fill one of these particular jobs again, you probably could start that day, the moment you walk in. <laughs> they are needing well, these jobs. I'm By the way, you, when too, I was at Johnny so. Cash Pennies, they were apologizing for the long lives at lines. Because the, uh, the they can't cash, get staff. Can't get anybody. And they said it. And I thought that was really actually excellent that they were saying it. Yeah. It was really cool. I, I appreciate it. And actually, my, the lady who served me was awesome. Served me. Whatever she did. Um, um, so, so yeah. So, so that's it. That's the end of an era, Alice. How did you right. like your time in F&B? I loved it, actually. I really, really did. Yeah. There's something like... I don't know. I, but there's something like primally satisfying about mm. like making food for people. Hmm. Interesting. You know? Like, it's. Don't see, it, don't feels see good. it around here a lot. Mm. <laughs> well, I should try it here. Maybe I'll, I'll try it here. You got a fat guy no close to you. You want to feel appreciated? <laughs> well, you don't need any carbs. I know. I'm just getting old, by the, by the way. But I, mix, I make a mean salad, so maybe I'll start making You make some lots of good stuff around here. Hit um, or miss. You're not afraid to. To go heavy on butter and grease, I'll tell you that you're a madman. <laughs> I've never had a girlfriend or woman in my life whatsoever who takes to like eating chunks of raw onion for like? like you. You like raw onion. You like a lot of onions. I do like onions, but yes. like I mean, I'm not like just eating them like an apple. <laughs> no, all we have one kid who does. I think. <laughs> Um, okay, so on the on the, the news today, essentially, I, I watched to uh, these shows are posting so late. So I did. I watched the Chuck Todd. Well, now thing. there's no more St. Pauli girl. We can do our show at a more reasonable hour. And we'll have all the yeah. Sunday show stuff. So yeah, mixed uh, blessing, mixed blessing. Um, <clears throat> your uh, fashionable lights aren't on. Yeah, they are. The battery's oh, is that just it? low. Yeah. So, uh, so essentially, the, the the things that are out there are this: is Democrats panicking and kvetching about Roe v. Wade and the idea and here in Democrats, many of them saying essentially if you roll back Roe v. Wade, something that we fought for for decades and has been precedent for decades precedent is now something that can never be touched and people are claiming that Kavanaugh said that he wouldn't, no he acknowledged that precedent had been set but that didn't mean, you know, more precedents get set over precedent. Yeah, Dred Scott was precedent too until it wasn't because it was bad precedent, that exists that's a thing. Right, absolutely. And especially and, uh, with something like abortion where we now have more science about 
you know. I would say I would say because I have more of a legal mind, and I'm I mm-hmm. went to law school. I would say Plessy v. Ferguson, something to look at. True. You know what? Good mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Or I just call it Plessy. Yeah. You know. Um. So um. So it's been that, and that all of this, is, and saying that that if Roe vs. Ray gets. Uh, Go gets turned down, whatever. I don't know why they're sending Klobuchar out there to be the spokesman for this. I, she's everywhere for this, but whatever. I mean, she's fine. I, I think they're, uh, I think they're like testing to see if people are better than Kamala. Mm, Hence, we've a, had Buttigieg everywhere. Now we've got Klobuchar everywhere. Like. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna get to Kamala. That's what she said there. Um, but. Uh, but the the thing that they're saying is that, is that you will see a revolution in this country if you push back Roe v. Wade. But but truthfully, if you roll back Roe v. Wade, in many states there'll be no, almost no changes. No, of course not. In Massachusetts, think Massachusetts you, is going to no, be the same. No, it's like they're possibly in some in some red states there will be changes. Oh, there will be changes. But like like I said before, the Mississippi law that we're talking mm-hmm. about is essentially like what the law is in the European Union. This isn't like some radical far right wing crazy thing. This is like what the policy is in most of the developed world because most people recognize that at some point in the pregnancy, what's inside you is actually a whole human baby. And mm-hmm. that after whatever we decide that point is, you shouldn't be able to like, kill it. Well, it, it, right, and this is it's this is, and this is a game change. You know, some people will never talk to you again, especially in the Northeast, if you say that you're pro life. They will never mm-hmm. again. Oh, I'm getting some heat on Twitter from the yeah. posting of the rant that you oh, played I'm in Connecticut. Sh- I'm, like, I'm sure yeah. it's in the usually it's mostly twisted, sick men who do who are. Oh yeah, really there's want, no women wanna, attacking no, me. No, <laughs> they just really want an excuse to be able to yell at you and feel good about it. But it is, um, but this idea, you know, that it, they only think of. Oh my goodness, John! Sheila got date raped, or uh, you know, or this, her husband left her at the altar, and or it's always the worst case scenario. But by and large, people just mostly just don't want to be inconvenienced. And I understand if you're a woman, you say, "I'm the one. This is all on me. This is all stuff in my biology that has to deal with this." And I understand if you wanted to be simply take not the intellectual um, debate, but but simply the. Um, Simply the um, the emotional um, discussion, then you would understand. You think about autonomy and this and that, and but the problem is, and this is the problem, is that is that biology biology doesn't do equity. It biology could care less about equity. So to say that that no, I mean this is my but men don't have something like this for them, uh, the, the, and that's not fair. But women. Do that, that that's not fair or equal so women should be given special allowances to make these kind of decisions um no that's unscientific well, and and it's also not socially accurate like men we do put obligations on men and when they get somebody pregnant and we don't allow them to terminate those obligations just because they feel like it right like right. if you get somebody pregnant and she wants to carry the pregnancy to term and make you pay child support. She can. You have no opportunity after the act of consummating the relationship to decide that you don't want to be a parent with this person. Like you're now a parent. Like if she, you know what I'm saying? Like right. there's no, there's no comparable right for men to decide they don't want to be a parent. The time 
to decide that you don't want to be a parent is when you're thinking about having sex with somebody. That's mm-hmm. the time to make that decision about parenting. Because it, I like, and it's, so to say that like, well, men don't have to deal with it. Like, of course, men do have to actually deal with the obligations of parenthood, you know, and they, and they don't have a right to decide not to. Right. There's no option for men to decide they don't want to have to be responsible for that, which is why, frankly, you find so many men pressuring women to get abortions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Jeffrey Tubin, who's, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. who railed against this uh, this possible yeah. uh, outcome. Or Trump. Or, like, I mean, um, what's uh, the Luke Skywalker guy? Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Mark Hamill, his son. Oh, that's right. I his son about got this that. girl pregnant, and Mark Hamill and his wife both were like writing her mean emails, mm-hmm. demanding that she get the abortion, and like after like an abortion pill didn't work, and all this stuff, and it was like it was terrible because they don't want to have to deal with it, right? And it's right. like they want an abortion for them. Like that's that's why men pressure women to get abortions because men don't have the right to get an abortion, right? So like it's. It's a complicated issue, but I don't think in a healthy, sane society you have women who, like, want to go out and get abortions. Right. I, I, I agree. Although they've done their best to try to glamorize it. And it is right. fairly gross seeing all these people. They're wearing white tonight, celebrating their abortions. Okay. It's ghoulish. But uh, and, but that said, um, and also, it, it, so my feeling is I do not want, I would not want their tomorrow to be a, a statewide, or sorry, a countrywide abor- abortion ban. Mm-hmm. Because there is a market for abortions, that is a core problem in the country. But I would not, I would not, if there's a market for it, they're going to find abortions one way or another in this country. And I would not like to see the nightmare scenarios of past decades play out. I don't. I think you have to change hearts and minds. I think. Oh, you have to change hearts and minds, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that legalizing it popularized it too. Oh, totally. You know, like people. Well, say, Alice, Alice, mm-hmm. it's um. Uh, women's health care. Mm-hmm. It's what is the other terms they call it? I just heard one today. Women's health. Um, somehow they, there's there's all sorts of pseudonyms for it, which does not describe uh, adequately describe what it really is. Oh right. I mean, but the thing is, it's like the. The truth is, I mean, it's like the 1570 project I did where, like, everything not forbidden is compulsory, right? Like, there comes a point where once you allow something and you legalize it, you can say safe, legal, and rare all you want. But all of a sudden, now you've put it on the table as an option, and now a bunch of people are going to demand that other people do it who don't want to do it, right? Right. Like, and that's the thing is, like, once you made it legal, you empower the crappy abusive boyfriends to demand that their girlfriends who don't want to get abortions because they're like it's legal it's fine it's not taboo it's whatever blah 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 you know (laughs) you've empowered them just like you empower like the vaccine once you make the vaccine allowed for little kids you empower the school districts to demand that little kids get the vaccine right you empower the colleges to demand that 20 year olds who absolutely don't need a booster shot uh, to get a booster shot like it's crazy it's nuts and and that's a that's a problem i mean even people use the example of the prohibition right like that they outlawed alcohol and i'm not i want to be clear that i'm not for outlawing alcohol I like mm-hmm. I, I like alcohol but you know people have an impression that like the same amount of alcohol was consumed because there were speakeasies and bootleggers and all this stuff and it just empowered organized crime and all that stuff is true but actually like less alcohol was consumed overall Mm-hmm. Because there were just a lot of people who, like, once it was illegal and there wasn't, you know, <laughs> the corner store wasn't selling it and you couldn't do it in a legal, easy way, there were a bunch of people who just didn't do it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So like. So you absolutely do, when you make abortion legal, cause more abortions. And, I mean, it's gone down in recent years just because people having sex has gone down in recent years, which is an- another whole weird story. But, um, it, you know, up until the last few years, it was like a million abortions a year in the mm-hmm. United States post Roe v. Wade. It's it's over 50 million <coughs> abortions yeah, that we've had in this country since Roe v. Wade it's, happened. It's and I don't yeah. think all of those would have happened in back alleys. No. I just don't. I think that it's right. a bigger number than it would have been if we hadn't had Roe v. Wade. Right. And I do, I do think at some point there will be, a, especially as science advances, that we're going to, we will look back uh, horrified by this. I think we'll look back horrified about this. Uh, and I think we'll look back and history will look back and say, how is it possible that, you know, in Evanston, Ohio or Naperville, I'm, I'm assuming these are nice mm-hmm. places. I don't know if they really are. That people were having quiet Thanksgivings and wonderful bouncy houses in their yards where just a few miles away, 86 kids got shot over a weekend. And that's fine. That's how life is. The same thing happens, you know, in, in the neighborhoods in Boston and in Connecticut mm-hmm. and every, everybody's city. That it's, so, it's okay for the popular, polite society suburbs. It's okay to have just bucolic days and nights and have town referendums about uh, the, the, the uh, noisy leaf blowers. Meanwhile, two towns over, regularly teenagers are killing each other. I assume it's from over-policing, honey. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I do, but I'm telling you, I think that we're going to look back at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, I like there's a lot of signs that say Black Lives Matter around mm-hmm. where we live, and a lot of the people with those signs in their yard don't care about the black lives before they're born. Oh no, no, the <laughs> life before they're born or after they're born. It's 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 yeah, true. but because you know the problem, the problem that happened didn't fit the narrative of the well, story they have in their head of what's happening to black people in this country. They didn't want to talk about it. Right, and usually if you've got a sign in the yard, usually it means you're doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, if if you sign in your yard, could mean that you've got uh, that you've just sprayed for ticks, or uh, you know, the sign could mean that actually uh, that that these the the Acme brothers are painting the house, or it could mean or, that you are going to uh, weekly listening sessions with all your other white friends well, yeah, to but, talk yeah, but, about but, your what privilege. I'm saying, and- is, I'm saying is step on my feet. I'm saying is this, is that is that the Black Lives Matter sign means only. Sloganeering doesn't mean you have to be doing anything. That's it. See, oh, I put all the work in. You see how you can tell because the sign. That's it. That means something's happening. You can talk again. No, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> so I want to get to. Okay, this wait, is can what we, before we switch topics totally. Sure. I just want to say that Bob Dole died, and that's really yes. sad. He's a great American. He was a great American. Yep, as a teenager, got shot in Europe uh, by the Nazis. Um, mm-hmm. one another one of these guys who enlisted way too young but didn't care. Absolutely great American. Got Tom Shattuck's vote in 1996. That was like the first election I was like aware of. I was in fourth grade. Yeah. When that happened. So that was, I was, you know. We weren't dating. There, <laughs> there was, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. I, but I mean, I, I don't think I could have articulated to you anything about the election mm-hmm. per se. Other than, I mean, I think like in school we learned that like maybe Clinton had a cat and Dole had a dog or vice versa or oh, something yeah. or whatever. But that that was the extent of the policy discussion about it in school. I assume now kids are taught like that one of the candidates is a fascist and the other isn't. So yeah, simpler times, simpler times. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so you, you know, so Chris Cuomo get waxed at CNN, which is not progress by any means. CNN should have done this a year and a half ago. The moment he was pretending to be in his basement for COVID, they should have said, "That's an embarrassment. You made a charade out of our news division. Get out of here. Go." But they didn't. And fine, he was flacking for his brother, and he's just a POS, but that's fine. But really, the more pernicious person on that network mm-hmm. is Jake Tapper. He's more pernicious because Jake was one. A lot of people like him in the Beltway. Yeah. Two. Um, he was a hard news reporter. He was in the White House briefing room, and he used to ask Obama's flax tough questions and follow-ups. So he used to do, so you see him as a hard news reporter. He kind of looks like a hard news reporter, a guy who really cut his teeth the way you're supposed to. But the job he does when he has somebody like Fauci on, who we had on today, mm-hmm. is remarkable. For Fauci, it's First of all, they, he never questions anything Fauci says. Waits for Fauci's full, robust remark. He only, only um, reluctantly brings up um, criticism of Fauci to Fauci from somebody. And when he does it, he's got a scowl on his face. He's, you can tell it's unpleasant for him to have to, Dr. Fauci, I'm sorry to have to say this to you, but this person said this, but this person said this, person said this. And so you can, it, it's totally dangerous. But what's even worse is that Jake is not willing to follow truth where it goes whatsoever. And it, this the, the idea that they act as the Iron Dome for Fauci is dangerous stuff. So this is a little bit of today here where he brings in, Jake brings in this quote from, or so this audio from Ron Johnson, who of course doesn't like Fauci. And listen to how Tapper shoots this thing down before he even gets to Fauci. Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin said this week that you've been using coronavirus to keep Americans in fear and maintain control. Take a listen. Fauci did the exact same thing with AIDS. He, he overhyped it. He created all kinds of fear, saying it could affect the entire population when it couldn't. And he's doing he's using the exact same play, playbook for covid Obviously, that's a bizarre and false assertion. President George W. Bush gave you the Presidential Medal of Uh, Freedom because of your leadership in the AIDS crisis, but I did want to give you an opportunity to respond. That's so gross. It's so (laughs) disgusting. Obviously, that's false. No, you got got a Presidential Medal of Freedom that is so disgusting and and ridiculous, and he does all Fauci's work for him, so Fauci just takes the ball and throws it on the net. You know... Jake, how do you respond to something as preposterous as that? Well, you know, you respond by answering the charge, Fauci. Overhyping AIDS. It's killed over 750,000 Americans and 36 million people worldwide. Hiding behind the dead numbers again. Isn't that great? You're not going to wear a mask? Over 800,000 Americans have died. You know, oh, wait a sec. That's all on me now because I'm not wearing a mask? Right. Yeah. The point is that you know, he sowed fear about AIDS and caused like people who are HIV positive to be discriminated against and treated like pariahs in society when when he should have been able to know and probably did know that they couldn't transmit except under very specific circumstances that were not being met in most people's daily interactions. But he also, Alice, and I'm a a prime lab lab rat for this because I got shot out into the world uh, uh, as a single guy in 1991. Mm -hmm. And we were, all the guys 
were made to take get AIDS tests for girls. And girls got AIDS tests, and we all got AIDS. Straight couples were pushed to get AIDS tests all over the time. Me and my brother got a bunch of them because they would pay it. To, well, well it's a, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> well, no, they pay it to give blood. That's what we got. But the AIDS test would... Yeah, would, but you get, had to be HIV negative to give blood. So you had to write. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but they would... But this was the... the you were told in those days mm-hmm. that Tom Shattuck could get it as easy as anybody else, which wasn't true. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't true. true. It was largely a disease of homosexual men. Right. And it's funny now because now the wokes want to like erase that because there's still restrictions on like uh, what's called men who have sex with men, MSM people uh, donating blood because the likelihood Mm -hmm. of them being HIV positive is higher than the general population. And there's a bunch of people now who think that that's like discrimination and wrong and that we should remove those restrictions because... Even though at the time, like the Fauci's of the world were telling us that everybody was just yes, as likely to have out of AIDS an abundance of caution, right. just the same thing. And so it was needlessly spreading fear. There was a time when I thought I had it. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it with you, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you some other time. I just remembered right now Great. how afraid I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it. <laughs> It's just so crazy. I didn't have it. I didn't have any symptoms anyway, but we were so sure that you feel it unprotected, whatever, whatever. That so, you would end up with AIDS well, right yes, away. The, yes, because, you know, every. so that's what this guy did. You know, and, and I'm not saying, and it, it, well, rather than the truth, which was, it was a virus which tore through the gay community, which was tragic and heartbreaking. You hear the stories told. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it, it, having, it, being a, a young gay man at that time, that must have been freaking terrifying yes i think there's a lot of older gay people who are still like have ptsd basically from that time i can't imagine you hear this uh uh, it's funny except we're going to talk about andrew sullivan who i think is hiv positive um who's um the uh the, the writer who used to work for all sorts of different places including national review i think but but you know him right Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and he lives yeah. on Cape Cod, lives in P Town now. Uh, who was really a, he, he's a conservative, but he's he's social mm-hmm. liberal, whatever. Yeah. He, he was he, he pushed gay marriage. He's a gay guy and all this stuff. But he talked about having this club of guys who would meet up every year in P Town, and it got smaller and smaller. They never knew who who wouldn't show up. And it's like imagine that yeah. you're in your twenties and you got to worry about like suddenly like Bill got taken by the virus. Mm-hmm. Like oh man. Even now, it's still much more prevalent in the gay community than it is in the general population. Right. Even now. I mean, like, the, right. all the people that you hear that come out and they're like, oh, I'm HIV positive, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all in the gay community. Well, mostly. I mean, in the U.S. anyway. I know in yeah, Africa, yeah. things are different. Different, yeah. Um. So, 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 so Fauci isn't, but he doesn't even have to answer that question. For him to use the dead again, you have to take me seriously because yeah, the there's millions of dead around. The criticism isn't that he overhyped AIDS. The criticism is that he got AIDS wrong. Right. And that focusing on the wrong problem and fear-mongering to the general population that's not at risk just causes more problems and makes it harder to figure out what is actually going on if you ostracize people and treat people like this because there's so much fear and misunderstanding about what's happening. So, I mean, so you could argue that it's not even a question of necessarily, like, 
overhyping or underhyping AIDS per se, but the same problem he's always had with COVID, which is a desire to lie to people about mm-hmm. what's happening in order to, exactly. to, in his view, nudge their behavior yes. into what he feels yes. is the proper he direction. He takes this maximalist approach, and you can see it, and people can see it and say, wait a second, that just doesn't feel right and doesn't look right, and whoa, let me read here, whoa, it's not right. And so he's done this thing, they've done it, The this extremist approach is it, remember, use 150% persuasion. Well, a lot of that persuasion is is false attempts to manipulate. And he's, he's not as clever as he thinks he is. Well, right. And it also, it also does put people's health at risk. One of the things people will not talk about with COVID, that people on the right only talk about and somehow get turned into misinformation or whatever, is that the risks of COVID, just like with AIDS, right, are extremely lopsided, extremely lopsided. Not all the people walking around have the same risk, but the way we treat it, we're treating kindergartners as though they're higher risk than, you know, Tom Shattuck, 50-year-old overweight guys, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and it's just not true that those two groups of people have even remotely similar risks. And I think people even, like, don't understand how lopsided the COVID risks are. It's funny, there was, like, this news story in Wales that people are making fun of over the weekend that this um, news source, like, tweeted, like, otherwise healthy 35-year-old, like, suddenly, like, struck by COVID, almost died, whatever. And there's the picture of him, and he probably weighs 300 pounds. And it's like... Like, not that that's a lot. No, but it's like, I'm sure he was walking around and not having any acute problems, so obviously that's a risk. But we need to be honest about who's at risk and why. And we especially need to be honest about the health risks of obesity, which is not something the left remotely wants to do. Overweight people are not dying of COVID because of fat phobia in the medical industry. Right. I hate to tell you. It's not because the blood pressure cuff squeezed them too hard and made their arm red and it wasn't fair and that's why <laughs> they're dying of COVID, right? Like, they're dying of COVID because being overweight puts you at risk of a number of things, including cancers, including all sorts of stuff, and definitely including COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to not be clear and honest about that risk leads you know, a 30-year-old overweight person to think that their risk is lower than it is and, like, a healthy 50-year-old who's in great shape to think that their risk is higher than it is. Totally. You know? Like, it's, it's, it's a dishonest accounting and it absolutely does hurt people and put them at risk. And, and you know, the, it's, Fauci has a problem where he has an aversion to just being honest about mm-hmm. what we know. And letting people make their own decisions with the information that he gives them, you right. know. And also, right. And also, Francis Collins was on with uh, Chuck Todd today, and poof, you know, Corona. Yes, and uh, and saying once you just gotta get those COVID, you need those boosters. The boosters are the way, the key. To, you know, he's trying to be folksy uh-huh. about it. Boosters, 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 boosters. And Chuck Todd actually asked him a question and said, what about home tests? Where are those? He said, well, those are mostly available out if you go get them from your... your Home tests are way too difficult and expensive to get right now. Right. They're too difficult and expensive. Well, jackasses, maybe instead of Fauci spending an hour and 10 minutes last week on CBS, maybe they should be doing the hard work to make sure everybody has free home tests. Since in all of the trillions that we've spent 
seems to me you and I should be swimming, wading through home tests in yeah. our house. Where yeah. are all the home tests? Somebody where, raised a great point. Remember all the AOL all, CDs we used to get? Yes. If AOL could do that, then the whatever, if it's the CDC or the whatever Fauci's in charge of right. or whatever, like they could also be sending out home tests to everybody. When I worked for the warehouse, which was a big company, they yeah. sent all the employees thermometers to the house. Remember right. we got thermometers in the mail and the kids were like, what's this? Like, But if that company can send all their thousands and thousands of employees thermometers in the mail, the government, I think, everybody could put has it together to send out mail. a bunch of home yes, tests. Yes, everything, everybody has everything in the mail. You have now rental car companies renting cars from other rental car companies so they can now rent them out to home, uh, to uh, Amazon Prime to deliver stuff. I mean, stuff is being delivered all over the place, but we don't have those. Where is everybody's so important and essential N95 mask? Still, we're going to leave those for the healthcare department. Why? Where are they all? Where's all the millions? And by the way, is are the uh, sacred stockpiles filled up now or still no? Probably like, not. Th- no, these people, they not. have effed up from the beginning. When the CDC said nobody else could test to track this when, we, when, we, when this thing first started, that was the first monumental F up. So we could have, the only indicator we had to where this thing was and how fast it was spreading was when it was too late, once it already got there. You oh, know, yeah. once the morgue started happening in New York, we said, and oh, it's really in New York. <laughs> well, thanks. That's great. All the lab test companies were coming to the government and yes. being like, we know how to do the test. Can you just let us do it? And the CDC is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Right. He said, no, We can't no. approve anything. The FDA is like, no, right. I don't think so. You can't just do a COVID test. Right. My goodness. But like we had the thing sequenced in January. We could have been testing for it and all along. this is along. also, it's remember, so this is still around the time where Fauci's telling people to go on cruises and you can still see movies and you can go on a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and all the Democrats, including Pelosi and everybody else, were all running around telling us that we were just racist for being concerned about COVID to start with. I mean, that was the whole thing. Remember them all? The, it was probably stupid Chinese New Year in New York that de Blasio and everybody encouraged people to go to. And they were like, don't be racist. Come to Lunar New Year. And, you know, probably a bunch of people got it there because I'm sure it was already here by then in the large crowds thing, right? So it's just it's just these people are just whacked and they can't they can never take any criticism. They can never admit that they were ever wrong or that they messaged something wrong, which is really the criticism of Fauci. Like, I don't know that he personally could have done anything about, you right. know, stockpiles or whatever. But, you know, the problem is he goes out here and says stuff that's not true and that he knows isn't true because he's trying to control your behavior in some way. And people either sense that or it becomes completely clear well, as the and he's also countenancing it countenancing it when somebody says to him Dr. Fauci can we celebrate Christmas that's not a question that should ever be asked of a healthcare <laughs> bureaucrat you shouldn't say that but he knows that that's what gets him into the green rooms that's what gets him on TV so he's happy to answer it mm-hmm. and then you've got the administration that's sackless who doesn't want to be own anything who says I just love the science. It's the science. So I trust the science. So you got Fauci in a position now where he's got ultimate power. Right. Because everybody else is scared to do anything differently. Except for Ron DeSantis and maybe Greg Abbott. 
It's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. In any case, we are heading over to Patreon. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you can uh, find our bonus show over there. There will be an extra segment for you on Patreon. Um, you can find us over there. Other than that, you can always find us for free, obviously, on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pop. We're at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and also Burn Barrel Podcast.com. If you want to shoot us an email, that's Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Supposedly, I should be able to post YouTube videos again soon, so we'll see. Say la vie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.